Together we pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord, we give you permission to do whatever it is you desire to do in our hearts. Lord, make our minds, hearts, and souls fertile soil for your gospel, that it may bear great fruit in our life. Illuminate these scriptures for us, Lord. Reveal to us the face of the Father. Convict and console our hearts and speak, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Peter approached Jesus and asked him, this is right after last Sunday's gospel as Jesus was speaking to the apostles. He's speaking to them about what we talked about, fraternal correction when someone sins against you, then go to them one-on-one. If that doesn't work, then, then take a few folks with you. If that doesn't, then the church. So Peter, thinking of this, okay, the Lord is, is talking to us about speaking to each other when we've hurt each other. And he's, he's ruminating in his heart. He's ruminating in his heart, and he's asking himself this question, and he's struggling with it. And so he approaches Jesus one-on-one. Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often must I forgive? As many as seven times? Now for me, you know, Peter's speaking this way. He's going going to Jesus one-on-one. Again, he's asking him, he's like, gosh, Lord, you're talking about going speak to those who have harmed us, but now I'm recalling a particular person in my life who continues to sin against me, and I'm struggling. How often, Lord, how many times must I forgive them? And as I'm reading this particular gospel, I'm like, wait, so Peter's brother was Andrew. What's going on there, man? Like, it's probably, it's probably not him. It's got to be someone else. But we, too, have this question in our own hearts. How many times must I forgive? And Peter here believes he's being generous. Seven times? Like, as many as seven times? Because I've done it three already, and like, three strikes and you're out in my book. Like, it's over. And then the Lord here, we say, says seven, 77 times. But actually, you could also translate the Greek to be 70 times seven times, 490 times. But there's actually not a number that Jesus is speaking about. He's just saying over and over and over and over again. And as Jesus typically does, when he's trying to prove a point, when he's trying to teach something, he gives a parable. He tells the parable of this man who has a servant, and the servant owes him, and this translation says a huge amount. The Greek translation says 10,000 talents, which a talent is 6,000 denarii, which a denarii is a day's wage. So you have 150 years worth of work. This is how much he owes him. This is how much he owes him. 
And then he gets on his knees and he asks for mercy and he's forgiven. And then he goes to one of his fellow servants who owes him a debt and he says he owes him a much smaller amount. For whatever reason, this, the NAB translated this loosely, but in Greek it says he owed him a hundred days wages. Significantly, significantly small. Minuscule. And then this particular servant asked him for mercy as well too, probably knowing that he received mercy from, from their, their master. And then he says, Noah, you need to pay it back, so I'm throwing you in jail. And then, right, the Lord hears about this, and, and he's angry, and he throws him in. And so Jesus tells the point here. He tells the same point that he speaks about in the Our Father. Unless we forgive others, then the Lord cannot forgive us because we place a block in our hearts to his mercy. That is a sobering reality. We pray in the Our Father every day, forgive me, right? Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Forgiveness is one of the most difficult things the Lord asks us to do. It's just the truth. So this is why Peter is asking this question, like, how many times must I do this, this forgiveness thing? Because it is so hard. Why for us is forgiveness hard? I've, I've mentioned this, this particular piece of the homily numerous times, and it's just good for us to recall it and to remember it. Forgiveness is hard because most of the time we have this idea that forgiveness means when I forgive you, I'm giving, like, I'm saying it's not a big deal. I'm giving you a free pass. I'm saying what you did didn't hurt me. It's not a big deal. And maybe even you're welcome to do it again. And then I'm, you win, right? I'm giving in. That's not what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is not pretending like it's okay or pretending like it didn't happen. Forgiveness requires that we recognize the hurt that was done and the gravity of it. Like it requires that, that we recognize the hurt and that we recognize the gravity. But instead of holding on to it, instead of harboring the unforgiveness, instead of harboring the bitterness, instead of desiring in some way that they be paid back for how they have hurt us, it is willfully choosing to turn it over to Christ. It is an action of the will. Jesus says here, right, unless you forgive your brother from your heart. The heart is not emotions biblically, it's biblically, it's the center of our beings and is the place where our will resides, where we choose love or not love. It is, the, it is the seat of the place where we say yes to the Lord or no to the Lord. And so to forgive our brother or our sister from our heart is to willfully turn them over to Christ. 
our emotions may be all over the place. I know typically when someone hurts me and the Lord is like, hey, you need to forgive them. Emotionally, I want to do lots of things that I, just not good for me to say out loud, right? You know? We might want to kick them in the face and drag them across the parking lot, you know, all kind of things. But it is by the will that we love. It is by our will that we forgive. No matter where our emotions may be. And so Jesus is calling us to willfully turn them over to him. And that act of the will, sometimes we have to make it over and over and over again. Sometimes we have to do it minute after minute after minute. But Jesus tells us that there is not a limit, that there is not a limit to how we are to forgive. Why? Because there is no limit to how we have been forgiven. Jesus says, I give you a new commandment. Love one another as I love you. Love one another as I love you. To help put this in the context, I want to read a quote from St. Catherine of Siena. St. Catherine of Siena wrote her dialogues, which the Lord was speaking to her, and, and this, is how she, this is what she perceived the Lord speaking to her. It's not like Scripture, but it is, it is um, she's a saint, and, and the, Lord can, the Lord can speak and direct, direct his words to us. And he says this to St. Catherine of Siena. I ask you to love me with the same love which I love you. But for me, you cannot do this, for I love you without being loved. Whatever love you have for me, you owe me, so that you love me not gratuitously, but out of duty, while I love you not out of duty, but gratuitously. So you cannot give me the kind of love I ask of you. Again, what is Jesus saying to her? He's saying, I want you to love me with the same love that I have for you. But the truth is, is that I love out of pure gratuity. And that no one has loved me first, that I am love and I just love you in pure gratuity. But your love for me in return is because I have first loved you. And that is the only thing that allows you to love me in return. That you are giving in return what I have already given to you. But what I want you to do is to love me without having been loved first. But he says, you can't do this. He says, so you cannot give me the kind of love I ask of you. This is why I have put you among your neighbors so that you can do for them what you cannot do for me. That is, love them without any concern for thanks and without looking for any profit for yourself. And whatever you do for them, I will consider it done for me. So he says, I want you to love me the same way that I love you, with pure gratuity, not seeking anything in return, not expecting anything in return, and not having been loved first. But you can't do this for me because I do love you perfectly. 
And so I put you among your neighbors so that you can love them that way. Particularly those who harm you, particularly those who hurt you, that you can love them the way that I love you. And I will consider that, I will receive that love as if you were loving me personally. And if we think of Matthew 25, if we think of Matthew 25 when Jesus says, whatever you've done for the least of my brothers and sisters, you have done it to me. And that this reality, this loving this way, has eternal consequences. We read Matthew 25, in the ways in which we have not loved those who need the Lord's love, there's eternal consequences. In the ways in which we have, then the Lord receives us into the fullness of his life for all eternity. Now, what we can't interpret from this is that we can earn our way into heaven. That is not it. It is pure grace given to us by faith in Christ through the grace of the sacraments. But the grace, like as the Lord gives us this grace, we have to cooperate with it. And cooperating with it by loving him and loving our neighbor is the essential truth of it. And it is by forgiveness and mercy that we are made capable of loving like God and loving Him with the same love that He loves us. Hopefully, when we see it that way, we see it as a gift and an opportunity to love Jesus the way he loves us. That that's what forgiveness is. It is not someone else winning. It is not us giving in. It is not us pretending like it was no big deal. But it is an opportunity to return the love of God to and for him through our brothers and sisters who have hurt us. That's what it is. The Lord Jesus giving us his heart so that we could love others. The Catechism says this, the parable of the merciless servant, which crowns the Lord's teaching on ecclesial communion, meaning the, us together as the body of Christ, ends with these words, so also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. It is there, in fact, in the depths of the heart that everything is bound and loosed. It is not in our power not to feel or to forget an offense. We said that earlier. It is not in our power. It's not about forgetting what has done. To forget that someone has harmed us many times is, is not good. We need to be able to remember it in case it is a situation that we need to remove ourselves from. But we also need to forgive. But the heart that offers itself to the Holy Spirit, right? Not the heart that tries so hard on its own power, but the heart that offers itself to the Holy Spirit turns injury into compassion and purifies the memory and transforming the hurt into intercession. It turns injury into compassion, and again, it purifies our memory. Why? It's purifying our memory because in this way we are receiving the love of Jesus and loving him in return by forgiving our brother and sister. 
And then it becomes not just this person who has hurt me, but a way in which I can love Jesus himself. So that whatever we have done to our brothers and sisters, we have done to Jesus himself. I will end with this. Pope Francis says, at times how hard it seems to forgive and yet pardon is the instrument placed into our fragile hands to attain serenity of heart, to let go of anger, wrath, violence, and revenge are necessary conditions to living joyfully. Joy is one of the fruits of the Spirit. And when we hang on to unforgiveness and bitterness and resentment, joy cannot exist there. Bitterness and resentment and unforgiveness kill joy. But when we allow the Holy Spirit to come into our hearts and we offer the forgiveness and mercy to our brothers and sisters as God has given us, then it opens a space to the, for the Spirit to fill us with joy. At times, how hard it seems to forgive, and yet pardon is the instrument placed into our fragile hands to attain serenity of heart. You cannot give me the kind of love that I ask of you. This is why I put you among your neighbors so that you can do for them what you cannot do for me. That is, love them without any concern for thanks, without looking for any profit for yourself. And whatever you do for them, I will consider it done for me.